low energy. Hello, my cubicle comatose, open space snoozers, corner office coziers, home den dozers, and coffee shop shut-eyes. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am here to turn you into a workplace hero. And don't worry, to be this type of hero, spandex is optional. Now, before we slip into something more comfortable, I want to direct you to skywalkerfitness.ca. That's the coaching business that I run. And whether you want to run a 10k or a marathon, race in a triathlon, put on some muscle, clean up your diet, or get totally ripped, I will create a plan specifically for you. No cookie cutters, one fits all programs allowed. Just 100% tailored programs that fit around your life's commitments. And for being a workplace hero, I will give you a special deal on your first three months of coaching. So head over to skywalkerfitness.ca and send me a note referencing this podcast and I will start building you the perfect program to meet your wellness goals. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Let me set the stage for you. It's Monday morning. Once again, in a wondrous turn of events, you wake up feeling great. You had an amazing weekend of deep sleep, good food, enjoyable exercise, and aside from that beer you had with dinner on Saturday night, you stuck to your diet exceptionally well. You're feeling so good that you pull out that fitted shirt that looks so good on you but you often don't wear because you feel a little self-conscious about it, and yes, it looks good. Your morning is going great, until around 9.30 or 10 a.m. when you start to feel yourself losing energy and focus. Your eyes start to feel heavy, and the words start to swim on the page. So you grab yourself a second, or maybe it's your third cup of coffee, and you hunker down. But you also think to yourself, how could I be so tired? I slept so well, and I had such a restful weekend. What the hell? Back in the real world, I just googled the phrase low energy at work, and in 0.9 seconds, it returned 75,600,000 results. So it's safe to say this is a bit of a problem. The search results come from big hitters like Red Bull, Fast Company, WebMD, Forbes, and even Oprah, and the list goes on and on, featuring titles like Eight unobvious ways to have more energy at work, or 10 top ways to boost your energy, or 10 ways to skyrocket your energy levels, or the fatigue solution, how to increase energy in eight easy steps, and so on and so on. So, why is this such an issue? Why are we seemingly such a chronically low energy bunch of loafers? Well, the Daily Mail says that it might be because you're a perfectionist. Apparently, being a perfectionist can sap someone's energy as perfectionists often spend longer than their less conscientious counterparts worrying and ruminating over their decisions. Another reason I saw on a few websites is that you might be eating too many carbs. Filling up on pasta, bread, and rice, as well as cookies, chocolate, and chips, causes spikes and dips in blood sugar and leave a person dozing off during those dips. WebMD says that you might have a magnesium deficiency. 
They say that this mineral is needed for more than 300 biochemical reactions in the body, including breakdown of glucose into energy. So when levels are even a little low, your energy can drop. They suggest two delicious solutions. The first one is adding a handful of almonds, hazelnuts, or cashews to your daily diet. And the second is eating more fish, especially halibut. A Fast Company article that I found suggests that you need to get more movement in your day. They say, we need not yield to the sedentary death that awaits our constantly sat seats. We can show some derriere-relieving dare-do by having walking meetings. What? Well, anyway, I think we get the idea. They want us to move a little more. Mensfitness.com suggests that we nix the nightcap. Alcohol prevents your body from entering REM sleep, which is the most restful sleep phase. So, even if you're getting plenty of sleep each night, you may not feel fully rested if you're finishing the evening off with a good old drinky drink. They also suggest eating more fish and nuts, so there may just be something to that delicious solution. Prevention.com says that your body needs vitamin B12 to make red blood cells and keep neurons functioning properly. A B12 deficiency decreases the amount of oxygen that your blood can carry through your body, which leaves you with that sleeping with your eyes open feeling. <sighs> WomenToWomen.com agrees with the Fast Company article about getting more movement in your day. They say the problem could just be inactivity. The body needs both rest and movement. When it comes to fatigue, and you may think that this is counterintuitive, long periods of inactivity can actually make you more tired. Think of it as a kind of atrophy or use it or lose it kind of scenario. The queen of daytime TV herself, Oprah, says that it could be your thyroid gland. Located in the base of your neck and barely larger than the knot in a tie, the thyroid controls your body's metabolic speed by producing hormones. If it turns out too little, all the processes in your body slows down, and the result is decreased endurance and a sluggish mind. A website run by a fellow with an undeniably awesome name, Dr. Axe, suggests that we might just be dehydrated. He says that one of the first signs of dehydration is feeling tired or exhausted. That's right, not drinking enough water could be the reason your energy levels are lacking and you feel exhausted. Because our bodies are made of mostly water, even small dips in H2O levels are apparently enough to affect your metabolism. And one last article actually suggested that you might have undiagnosed type 2 diabetes. Tiredness, usually accompanied by sight problems, a constant thirst, and passing urine frequently, as well as suffering frequent infections, could be a sign of undiagnosed type 2 diabetes. Yikes. So, after spending a few hours pouring through all these articles and studies and opinions, I decided to enlist the help of my LA-based wellness specialist friend Haley Rowe to find out what she is encountering out there in the California trenches. Hi, my name is Haley Rowe. I'm the founder of theprimetimehealth.com. I've been in the fitness and nutrition industry for about seven years now as a certified personal trainer, fitness instructor, as well as a fitness nutrition specialist. I'm also a certified bulletproof coach, helping people to develop lifelong healthy habits. 
Working with people from the ages of 18 to 70, I believe it's never too late or too early to start changing your ways. As you probably guessed, I share many of Haley's views, if not her sunny disposition. As a high-performance coach, I work with a lot of clients who feel drained from overworking or just feel like their life is out of whack. I've noticed three major factors that lead to energy depletion in the workplace. Number one is lack of breaks. Number two, multitasking. And number three, energy zapping coworkers, also known as toxic people. So let's talk about why each of these are a problem and what you can do to address them. I don't know about you guys, but I am generally guilty of all three of those issues. I am a terrible multitasker, I have issues dealing with negativity, even via email, and I often get in the groove and don't want to take a break. Heck, right now, as I record this, my stomach is growling and it's closing in on 2pm. I clearly need to take a break and eat some lunch. Okay, so while I go make myself a salad, I'll let Haley continue. The first reason why we might be a little tired in the workplace is because we don't take any breaks. The brain was not meant to focus for eight hours, with maybe a half hour lunch period squeezed in there. Taking breaks is not a sign of weakness, and it's actually a good use of your time. In fact, a study in the journal Cognition shows that even brief breaks from a task can dramatically improve your work endurance, focus, and productivity. It is recommended to work in bursts of 60 to 90 minutes, followed by a 10 to 15 minute break. You might be wondering, like I am, why 90 minutes is the magic number. And that comes from researcher Nathan Kleetman, who discovered something called the basic rest activity cycle. When we are sleeping, we progress through the five stages of sleep every 90 minutes. Our bodies operate by the same 90-minute rhythm during the day, going from high alertness to low alertness. So test it out. Try working for 90 minutes straight, intensely, and then take a break. Or if you're a little skeptical or you doubt your ability to focus for that long, try starting with 25 minutes and taking a five-minute break. This is called the Pomodoro Method. I'll put a link to the Pomodoro Method in the show notes over at workplacehero.me energy. During your focus periods, it's important to keep distractions to a minimum by maybe putting on headphones so coworkers won't bother you. Or if they do come to you and it's something that will take some time, ask them if you can talk to them when you're done. Use your breaks to go outside move around, or just step away from your computer for a few minutes. But bonus points if you do four minutes of exercise for every hour of work, just like Katie Bowman suggested on the Workplace Hero podcast. You can find that one over at workplacehero.me stand. The second issue Haley listed is something that's near and dear to my heart. I have a rule that I believe I stole from an old episode of the 80s TV show MASH. As Charles Emerson Winchester III once said, Gentlemen, I do one thing at a time, I do it very well, and then I move on. The odd time that I deviate from that rather audacious game plan, I pay the price. Neuroscientists have found that multitasking literally drains your brain's energy. Switching between different unfinished tasks confuses the brain and makes you feel very tired very quickly. Devra Zak, the author of Single Tasking, Get More Done One Thing at a Time, reported that multitasking can decrease your productivity by up to 40%. Other research has found that 
you make twice as many errors when you're multitasking. It can shrink the gray matter in your brain, which is very important for self-control and decision-making. I don't know about you, but I get a little uneasy when I have multiple tabs open on my computer. But what if I'm in the middle of doing something like, say, writing a podcast, and I suddenly remember that I forgot to invoice a client? If you have the urge to start another task when you're working on something else, write it down and come back to it later. Turn off all potential distractions like your phone, your email alerts, and when you're working on something important, you might even want to use an app like Focus Me on your phone or your computer, and it can block you from websites that you use to procrastinate. How cool, right? Great advice. Turning off all notifications on your phone, tablet, and computer is something I advise that everyone do right now. Well, okay, wait until you finish listening to the podcast. There is not a single app that should be allowed to disturb you. You can check your email, Facebook messages, and everything else on your own time, not theirs. That small change can really make a huge difference in your day. Now, on to Haley's third and likely most touchy point, toxic coworkers. The third major energy depleter at work has to go to toxic people, aka Debbie Downers. The ability to remain calm and manage your emotions around stressful people is so important if you want to feel good at work. According to a study by leadership development consultancy Fierce Inc., four out of five employees work or have worked with a coworker who could be considered toxic to the office. Surprisingly, only 40% of bosses say that they would eliminate a toxic team member versus 88% of employees who would. You can't always control who's around you or what they're saying, but you can control how you react. And one thing I recommend to clients is using something called the ABC method. This stands for acknowledge, breathe, and choose. Acknowledge when you're allowing someone else to suck you dry or undermine your work. Notice where you feel it in your body. Feel the feeling and sit with it for a while before you just have a toxic reaction. Second, take a deep breath. Meditate. Clear your head. Give it some time. And third, choose. Choose how you are going to respond. Are you going to be solutions-oriented or are you going to establish some kind of boundary? Or are you going to play the victim? This simple acronym can come in handy if you find yourself slipping into a negative state around toxic coworkers. A, B, C. Acknowledge, breathe, and choose. I like it. And if you need a reminder of one of my favorite breathing techniques, check out workplacehero.me commute for instructions on how to do a box breath by yoga15.com maven Abby Carver. Seal your lips and inhale through your nose for the count of five. One, two. And now, three, it wouldn't be an episode four, of Workplace Hero five. if you didn't get some homework. And this week, I defer to Haley. We've covered a lot of juicy material during this podcast, but you'll only benefit if you take action. Your homework assignment for this week is to build at least one 60 to 90 minute period of uninterrupted focus into your day, followed by a short renewal break. Bonus points if you can sneak in two to three short breaks throughout the day. 
And if you're worried about your coworkers judging you for going outside or taking a small break, just think about how happy they will be when you are producing really great results using this trick. Awesome advice. I agree wholeheartedly. Thanks, Haley. This is obviously a topic that we could spend many, many episodes on, but hopefully this is a good start for you. Whether you try eating more fish, drinking more water, nixing the nightcap, getting yourself checked for diabetes, taking breaks, breaking the multitasking habit, or practicing your ABCs, I would love to hear what works for you. Leave me a note on Facebook, Twitter, or the blog post for this episode over at workplacehero.me energy. Or you can even send me an email at podcast at workplacehero.me. And you never know, you may spark an entire new episode with your feedback. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in rainy downtown Vancouver. Support and additional editing from Eleanor Cohen. Artwork by Ken Cunningham. Today's guest hero is, of course, Haley Rowe. Check out her website at theprimetimehealth.com. And if you sign up for her newsletter, you'll receive a high-intensity interval training guide for free. That's theprimetimehealth.com. Now, you know what to do. Go make this week count. <laughs>